deal. What up? This is Uncle Hokage, your otaku uncle. We had to start over. I just realized that the Anchor podcast does not block phone calls. So had a phone call, completely cut out whatever it was that I was recording, but that's no big deal. We weren't that far in. And so we'll just go ahead and kick it off one more time. One of the things that I was telling everybody is that I hope that you guys are waking up in anime every single day. What do I mean by that? I mean, I hope you're waking up doing something otaku related every single day and not just going by the numbers, being robotic, just doing the same ish over and over again and again that you're not even really wanting to do. Yes, responsibilities are important. Yes, school is important and work is important, but so are you. And you need to do the things that feed your soul because you're just going to get uh, positive benefits. You're going to get endorphins. You're going to be psychologically sane. So that's why I tell everybody, if you are happen to be an otaku, and if you're listening to this, most likely you are, you need to find as many ways to wake up in your otakuness as possible. Start your day by watching a classic anime, reading some manga before you start to get ready. Even if you're late, you think reading one chapter of your favorite manga is going to make you any later if you're already late? Do it anyway. And yes, I am advocating that because peace of mind is everything. Sanity, joy, that type of hope in terms of just feeling that 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 ebulliency from those characters and from the story it's worth its weight in gold it's worth your weight in gold actually um that's what i hope for everybody and that's why i wanted to make sure that everybody knows that i'm not just here kind of like talking about the stuff i'm interested in i'm talking about the things that you are probably interested in uh because i'm not just an otaku i'm your uncle Hokage. I'm here for you guys. I'm here to kind of give you little tidbits and things like that that you could probably utilize in your daily life in addition to just enjoyment. So let's start the let's start the episode like that. Little tips which you may or may not find helpful. Um so tip number one. Hi. I'm Uncle Hokage. (laughs) I'm your otaku uncle, and I love the same stuff you do. I love anime, I love manga, I love video games, I love Japanese culture. Here's some tips to make your life easier. Little tidbits, which I found helpful within my old age that I hope maybe you guys can find useful. So, if you're a high schooler, this is for you. Or a college student, this is for you. Now, one of the things that was really interesting uh, for me, when I was in high school, in 10th grade, I had a history teacher. And he opened up the class where he had us read an article where it said, high school students hate history. I think I may have been a junior. But he said, high school students hate history. Read this article. We read it. And he was like, why would I give you an article at the start of my class saying all high school students hate history class? And that's what I'm about to teach right now. There's a reason for it. He was trying to break that mold and find a way. How can I make this class enjoyable? How can I make this class interesting for all of these kids when the reality is that a lot of kids find history hard to grasp because it's not framed in a very interesting manner? Usually, whenever you have to um, study for a history book or for a history test, when you have to take a history class, how do they do it? They give you a list of names, they give you a list of important locations and battles, and they give you a list of dates. And they say, memorize these dates, memorize these names, memorize, memorize, regurgitate. And then when you can regurgitate the names and dates accurately, they say, oh, this person has learned history. 
when that is couldn't be furthest from how people actually learn. History, one of the big secrets is that history is contextual. It's a story. It's the adventures of these great people, of these not so great people, of the proletariat and the plebeians and the downtrodden, of the, the famed and the fortunate and the empowered. It's their stories and how they related to their worlds. One of the keys to understanding history is to understand that these were not just figures, they're people. It's so much more interesting when you know who the person is than if they're just an abstract concept. That's one of the beautiful things about movies. That's what a movie does. It's telling you the history of an event through the eyes of the person. That personal touch and their individual context is what gives us clarity, understanding, empathy, sympathy, rapport with the situation. So if you want to know what it was like for Abraham Lincoln, don't read a history textbook about Abraham Lincoln. Watch the movie that Steven Spielberg made about Lincoln. Fill in the gaps because now you're going to be interested because you can relate to that character on an individual basis and that relation makes you now interested to engage and seek out additional information so then you'll read some additional text textbooks paragraphs wikipedia articles that's what i mean so this is a tip from a manga so i'm really excited about it dragon zakura i watched the uh dramatization the live action uh, drama japanese drama which back in the day i watched on crunchyroll um, I don't know if they still have it. They may have it on VRV, but it's called Dragon Zakura. It's a lot like Great Teacher Onizuka, um, except in this, in this show, his goal is to get troubled teens who are just failing in high school, failing bad grades from a bad school. He's devised a system that would get them into Tokyo University, which is... Um, the Japanese equivalent of Harvard. So best school in the country, and all you have to do to get in there is to take a test, but it's a hard test. So he, he devised a system of probability and standards to get these six downtrodden kids into this really um, elite college. So one of the tips from this show, which I wholeheartedly agree with, is when you learn history, don't read the textbook read the manga there are plenty of manga comic books um, uh, movies television shows that dramatize all of the history that you want if you want to know about uh, John Adams there's a Paul Giamatti miniseries that aired on uh, I believe HBO years ago it may be on showtime one of those where he played john adams as a lawyer as a historical figure figure if you want to know about lincoln watch the movie if you want to know about miyamoto musashi though read the manga there's a manga called vagabond which is one of the greatest manga ever uh the artist i'm gonna mispronounce his name i believe it's inoue um that that's not right i'll, I'll have to get someone to tell me and shout out to me uh what the uh, mangaka's name is but he's one of the greatest artists of all time he made slam dunk he also made one about called real about people who uh, play basketball and they're in wheelchairs um his artwork is second to none he's one of the greatest to ever do it his manga vagabond is literally the historical story of miyamoto musashi takes you through all his battles, all his fights, all his wins and losses, how he started as a man named Takezo, who was just like a wandering samurai, and then he worked this up to an, uh, a known person, a known figure, by challenging different dojos, how he um, took everybody down, developed rivals, all the way leading up to his ultimate one-on-one -on -one fight, to um, when he started getting more into philosophy, uh, as opposed to just combat. Don't read the text if you don't have to. Read the manga. 
there are comic books about all of Shakespeare's plays. You may or may not know that. Don't read the play. The plays are good, but they don't make any sense until you get the context. When I was in eighth grade, I understood Romeo and Juliet very well because they had us watch the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and they had us act out the scenes and they told us what each line meant. So I know the story because I knew the context. I got to watch the scenes again and again and again. Reading it, that's not how it was meant to be absorbed. It's a play. You have to see it. These historical stories are stories because they were lived and you live it. It's like the three, living it is the ultimate story experience. It's VR, it's 4D, it's inside the world of the characters, going along with them, feeling, seeing, touching, smelling, tasting, existing at the same time as these grand figures. That's what I'm getting at. Don't read the textbook if you don't have to. Read the manga, watch the movie, read the comic book. Oh, and another thing about textbooks, if you're in college, don't buy textbooks, it's a waste of money. Every college, by law, the library is required to keep the textbooks for each class in the library. What I used to do is I would go to the library, uh, I would borrow the textbook, because you couldn't take it out of the library, and I would do my required reading. I'd just bring my notebook and I'd just write down notes from the text, study that way, save $130 per textbook because I wasn't giving that money and throwing it down a hole that you can never ever get back. Stuff like that. That's why your uncle Hokage is here for you because I'm trying to give you these little bitty tips because I care about you guys. I know what it's like when all you wanna do is get back to playing your video game but you have to read this long, boring, freaking uh, text about uh, whatever historical figure. Check to see if there's a comic strip or a manga or some sort of story first. Save yourself the anguish and the pain. Uh, before I move on to my next tip, I do want to say that the best history classes I ever had were when the teachers just sat and told stories about the figures. My favorite was probably in college before I dropped out. My second year, I was in a community college then, uh, transferring back home. No, yeah, it was my, my third year, my third year. And the teacher, he just sat there and he just told, he just told stories about the different presidents. I know so much about Teddy Roosevelt. He's the most interesting president I've ever seen because he just sat and he said, oh, and then this thing happened and this thing happened. And he just sat, I wrote my notes. And then when the test time come, I just regurgitated back to him because that's, he knew that I know the history. I still remember that history. That guy was a great teacher because he understand, understood what was important when it came to, um, to uh, what keeps history alive is the, the the people behind behind the the events who actually moved the levers and pushed history forward that's what he got into and that's what he understood and that's kind of what he relayed to us okay uh tip tip number two from your uncle hokage um What's a good one? What's a good one? This is kind of tough because that last one was on point. That last tip I really believe in and I really kind of abide by. And I want to make sure that I'm giving you guys something that you are uh, going to value as opposed to something that you just feel like that's just kind of thrown together. Because I don't want to waste if we're not talking about manga specifically, I don't want to waste um, you guys' time. So, let's see, let's see. There's a couple of, there's a couple of things I can talk about. I think I'll talk about one, some stuff from Japan. So, in Japan, a lot of us are big, otaku meaning that japan is mecca 
despite what the history books tell us or what melanin content you have or where your ancestors are from you're attracted to what you're attracted to we like this culture for for whatever reason so it being the mecca of all things anime jrpg manga etc that's where we all want to visit i was lucky very lucky enough to be able to visit okinawa and tokyo two years ago my favorite trip i've ever taken in my life and some of the most interesting uh things that i've ever noticed in my life kind of when it came to culture cultural structure stuff like that so let me give you a couple of things that will help you for uh, planning your own trip to these beautiful places and i really want everyone to just go just do it there are certain things that i regret as a man in my 30s that i wished i had done when i was a little bit younger one of them was i wish i had studied abroad for um one semester if you are a high schooler find a way and you're an otaku find a way to study abroad for at least one semester just do it certain high schools offer programs if they don't go online and search study abroad high school japan you'll see a list of opportunities that are just begging for children sorry teenagers to sign up and take advantage take advantage because you're going to have so much more fun in that environment because you're experiencing everything super new right now at the age of 13, 14, 15, 16 than you would if you were um, older. Here's why. One, all the anime manga is super new for you. So you're more open to expressing your joy and your love and your passion. And gaining that alternate perspective on another culture is, I'm gonna say, not necessarily better, but it's certainly, um, it has its advantages. There's the advantage of understanding cultural perspective at a younger age that I kind of wish I had when I was your age. So if you're of that age and if you are like, well, I want to do it, but I don't think my parents are going to let me do it anyway. They'll get over it when you get back cultured and you're awesome. If you don't think you have the money, do it anyway. They have scholarships, they have funds. If you don't know how to get started, go to Google, search study abroad, high school, Japan. There's gonna to be tons, tons, and tons of methods, ways, means, opportunities, things you can do, and whatever it says to get there, do it, because it's gonna be worth it in the end. Just do it, I encourage you all to do it. If you are a college student, study abroad for at least a semester. If you're in, especially if you're in Otaku and you just wanna to go to Japan. I'm starting with these guys because I know that they can go for very cheap prices, where for the most part, they would have to pay for the plane ticket, but they're gonna have a host family. The host family for them is going to have somebody who kind of speaks English, and they're going to put you up, take care of you, make sure you're happy, warm, safe, and you can get to experience and see something completely different that you never would have experienced. That's what I'm talking about. I want you all to do some of the things that I didn't do in order to get there because once you're there, all the worries, all the stress, all the fear of am I gonna make it, is everything gonna be okay, they're gone. That's probably the safest environment I've ever been in. I felt comfortable walking almost anywhere at night I mean, sure, I'm a really big guy. I'm, a, I'm six foot six, 215 pounds. Like, I work out all the time, so no one's really gonna mess with me that much. But they don't have the same gang culture the same way that we do here. They do have, like, the gangs and stuff, but it's not nearly as visible. You're gonna be fine. And if you happen to be a college student and you just want to get over there if that's your main thing 
change your major, be an international relations major. International relations majors are, for the most part, required to study abroad at least one semester. So that way, you have it on the docket that you are going to have to study abroad no matter what. So when you do it, it's part of your schooling. It's not extra. It fits in place, and it's going to be perfect. I want that for everybody. So college students, high school students, study abroad. Use your university or school if you can. And if your school doesn't have a study abroad program, high schoolers, go talk to the guidance counselor, the dean of students, and say, hey, I want to study abroad. I want to study abroad in Japan. What do we need to do in order for me to make that happen? Because believe it or not, guidance counselors have to know how to make these things happen. They have to know how to get funding. They have to know how to get students into positions that they can succeed. That makes them look good. So if they're able to put something together to get you to Japan, it's gonna, they're going to make you look good. And some of them are going to try and talk you out of it. So remember, if someone tries to talk you out of it, that's the wrong person to talk to. Don't try to change their mind. Be like, okay, thank you. Go talk to the principal. Go talk to your favorite teacher. Go talk to your coach. You could probably study abroad and be like, well, I want to play international basketball. They would love to have an American basketball player over there. Try everything. Figure it out. Do it early. I wish I had done it soon. Uh, there was a kid in my high school, and he studied abroad in China. And he came back, and he was just a little bit different because he had that perspective. It's just a different world out there, and he was a little bit more fearless. He was a little bit more willing to take chances. And I feel like it's just better for us all. So definitely take that chance. Give it a shot. Okay, so now for the old heads, the older people like me, the people who... Say you're at a job, you're working steadily, you're 25 plus, and you're like, okay, or maybe you're out of, maybe you're out of, no, you know what, let's, let's go with the people just out of college. People just out of college. Work a terrible job, work a job you don't like, work in an office, and then use up as much vacation as you can. All your bosses are going to hate it, but there's nothing they can do about it. Save up a couple thousand, maybe even 1,000 just to get over there. Get your plane ticket, get there as cheaply as you can because you can handle it, and then just go and backpack and travel. You can do things that us older people cannot because you have that vitality. You're still young, you're still hungry. You still work nine hour days and then go out for three hours at night, wake up at uh, 6 a.m. in the morning just so you can make it to your first job washing dishes, uh, smoke weed, drink, and uh, then still make it to work on time. Like, you guys are your kings right now. So before I get into the older people, I just want to let you know, if you're post-college, you don't know what to do, you're just like, I don't know, go backpack. Plenty of people backpack around Europe. Plenty of people take a year, just get a van, they travel to different spots in the U.S., and they just work just to get some life experience and to see things and to enjoy things before they settle down into something more official. Why not go to Japan? Why not? Why not just go get a job washing dishes in Japan or something? Get a job doing whatever. Find some sort of English community. There's a million things you could do. Why not? Your parents aren't gonna like it. They're not gonna like anything you do. Do what's good for you. They will get over it as long as you're being true to yourself they will get over it. And if they don't, sorry, sorry mom, sorry dad, this is who you are. So I encourage that, I implore that. But okay, so tips for the old heads. You are like me, you've been working a job, you have vacation time saved up that you haven't been taking. Now is the time to start planning your trip for Japan. So it's August right now, right? I get it. It'd be nice if you could go right away, but you can't. So think about what's going to be happening in Japan in about four or five months. Okay, four or five months, it'll be springtime. Uh, that means, ooh, cherry blossom festivals. We've all seen it in the different anime and in the different um, live action shows. The cherry blossoms 
uh, sprout all over the beautiful trees that sit in the different canvases and the different parks. People put out blankets. There are festivals. There are certain mountains that when you drive up them have different sections for cherry blossoms. Maybe plan a trip like that. Or maybe it's uh, January and you're just like, okay, what's happening in four or five months? Oh, it'll be around summer, my time. Uh, what's their weather going to be like over there? Okay, cool. Maybe I'll go to the island of Okinawa. Uh, and in Okinawa, it's basically Hawaii. And we'll swim and we'll eat beautiful food and everything. It's just going to be fantastic. But just decide. Decide now. You have your vacation time. Decide now. Pick your location and then just say, this is what I'm doing. Whatever the situation, this is what I'm doing. Because that's honestly what I'm doing now is I'm planning for my next trip for next year. So I'm going to make my, my little monies and then I'm going to plan my uh, trip to get out to uh, Japan probably next year-ish around my birthday time. Maybe wintry because it'd be you know kind of weird and different. Um, my birthday's in January, in case you're wondering. And I'm just going to set aside the money to do it. Plane tickets are going to be expensive. So what? Plane tickets are the most expensive part about getting there. Because once you're there, the prices aren't that bad, man. We stayed at a hotel um, in the middle of Tokyo that was probably about $100, $119 a night. Super reasonable. It was a international hotel, and the majority of the staff spoke English. So they were able to um, get us where we needed to go, direct us where we needed to go. Uh, another tip, most places have somebody that speaks English. So if you don't know what's going on, somebody will find you if you don't find them there were many times where we were just looking at the maps inside the train railway system someone came up to us and was like oh excuse me sir can i help you and we were like well yes you could yes you can don't worry about not knowing the language because english is just another subject for them the same way we take spanish they take English because they understand that it's the language of business. So a lot of corporations, a lot of smaller places have an English speaker that are going to be super useful for us as travelers, as uh, seekers, as otaku. So that's one barrier gone. Two, um, plane tickets, expect $800 to $900. Just expect it. So know that's your first mile marker. Once you're able to afford that, go ahead and book your, book your flight because you'll always be able to make a couple hundred dollars here and there towards your hotel. But just get it going, get the ball rolling, put some pressure behind you so that you have your flight and you're like, oh, now I gotta get a hotel. Stuff like that. Uh, number two, the food in Japan is so much better than the food in the US quality wise now there are plenty of places in the u.s that have high quality food with wonderful chefs but over there that's the standard there are some sort of standards and practices and some regulation that doesn't allow companies to put tons and tons of additives preservatives um, injections formulas chemical equations into the food the things that make all of us super out of shape, super unhealthy, super unfit, debil gives us debilitating diseases, they just don't have that in that country. So you can go to the most average like uh, Family Mart, right? Family Mart is their version of 7-Eleven, it's their version of whatever gas station, and you can eat everything. They actually have real food. Pre-packaged sandwiches, delicious. A pork bun from a little side oven, wonderful. The snacks in the packages that are hanging on the little racks, amazing. And if that stuff is good, every little restaurant is good. Eat everything. Taste everything. Because you really can't go wrong. 
Um, even like the fast food places are better. McDonald's, the food is tastier. It's fresher. It's um, there's almost no additives and sugar. The sugar that's in the McDonald's uh, ketchup that we get, there's no ke- uh, sugar in their ketchup. Their ketchup is basically just the pure tomato paste, a little salt. So you're not going to eat as many fries. They only have one size fry. They don't want people to be big and out of shape, even at the expense of the, the restaurant. They're not in it just to make money. There are rules. There's regulations towards doing business. There's a general respect for the population of we want everybody to be fit, to be satisfied, and to be a little bit healthy, despite themselves. They're not going to get people addicted on things. It's beautiful. Um, In addition to that, don't go to the first places that you see. When you start walking the main roads, uh, Shinjuku, uh, Shibuya, um, where was our hotel? It started with the Y, I think. But you're going to pass a million different shops, right? So as you pass, you're getting delighted by all the foods, by all the little random things that you see. But all the expensive stuff is going to be visible to the hotels. But if you go to certain little smaller areas, go inside to office buildings, go inside to little malls, take, um, there's going to be restaurants that are hidden. Like we went to one where it was, you had to go into this building and immediately go up an elevator to like the second floor above like a pachinko parlor. And above there, there was a hidden okonomiyaki restaurant where you made your own okonomiyaki on a griddle in front of you at the table. It was delightful, it was reasonably priced, and it was great. Um, curry is amazing. There's, a, I think it's called Coco Curry, which is a chain restaurant where it's so good. You sit at the counter, you eat your curry, you get your beer, or whatever you want to drink. There's alcohol and vending machines. It's just, it's a thrill. It's just amazing. And I guess my little quick tip, um, I'll give one quick tip about money. If you want to know how much something costs, just take off one of the zeros and it'll be approximately whatever. So if it's like, oh, 20,000, or maybe it was to take off two zeros. If something is 20,000 yen, you take off the two zeros, you're like, okay, 20 bucks. Basically, that's how it is. that's what it is. If it's 2,000 yen, take off the two zeros. Okay, cool. 20 bucks. Easy. Because you're going to handle a lot of Japanese money, and that way you won't overspend. And when you go to Akihabara, same thing as the food. Don't go to the first stores that are going to be right by the train entrance. Those are tourist traps. The anime stuff is going to be more expensive. You're going to have um, the stuff that isn't the great quality uh, for a reasonable price. But if you go a little bit further down the street of Akihabara, if you go just a little bit further, you'll find the more boutique places, reasonably priced, wonderful stuff that you will actually uh, enjoy. Um, In addition to that, down that main road, there's a video game store that I hope everyone gets a chance to visit. You can't see it from the road. You hear it because they're playing old Super Nintendo music that's kind of wafting up from the basement where it's located. And then on the outside, you just see this descent of stairs into this hole, and you see these little signs where maybe they're selling some merch on the outside, but when you follow the music and you go downstairs, it's like a paradise of all these rare Japanese games, SNES titles, Super Nintendo titles, fighting games, JRPGs, all those rare video game titles are going to be down there. It's the coolest store I've ever been to. I would love to see if I could find it again. But if we hadn't just been wandering, we wouldn't have found it. So those are my quick Akihabara Japan tips for you budding otaku. I'm going to give you some more just random otaku tips here in a little bit since I'm your O. Taku uncle and with the hopes that with the hopes that it's super helpful toward uh, whatever you're trying to do whatever your situation is in this world of ours where we're just trying to watch anime watch games and get the most out of everything 
So tip number three, stay tuned. Otaku tip number three, and this is a good one. So if you're constantly looking for the right shirt, the right bit of memorabilia, the right anything to wear, and I'm actually can't believe I'm going to give this tip away just because um, it almost kind of like eats at my own bottom line, but I don't care. I'm trying to give away the good stuff because I want you guys to get the things that you really want. So one of my biggest pet peeves is when I'm trying to find some sort of anime themed memorabilia and I can't quite find what I'm looking for. Um, there's some stores that you can go to. You can go to Hot Topic. You can go to uh, Boxed Lunch we have out here in Dallas. And um, your local anime shops sometimes will carry t-shirts, but most of them don't because Hot Topic eats up most of the margin. So I remember I was looking for just a fun anime t-shirt that I could wear for a convention. I wanted just like a tank top because it's going to be hot and I could just walk around and it was going to be a great time. Couldn't find one. Well, what you should do is you should go to one of the online printing services. If you go to, my favorite one is called Print Full. Um, it's not where I'm going to do stuff in bulk. I'm actually going to use like a real screen printing place for my own boutique. But go to printful.com. Pull whatever design you want and they will actually print it on any type of t-shirt you want. So if you want just like a regular tee, boom, do it there. If you want a crop top, boom, they'll get you a crop top, ladies. If you want a tank top, that's where I printed the proofs for my Geno's tank top, which I'm probably going to wear at this nice convention. I'm actually wearing it right now um, as an undershirt. Boom. There you go. That is going to be the best way to get your own unique anime memorabilia, especially if you want some sort of kind of custom design. Every single time uh, I try to get one, it's like never the design I want. Okay, and then here's the other thing. When the design is right, the t-shirt quality is whack a lot of the times. The reason is, it's cheaper to use low quality t-shirt materials in order to, um, to sell better. So a lot of designers, you know, not to any of their faults, they'll just get whatever the cheapest quality material it is because it's cheaper and they'll print it in mass, which I understand if you're printing in bulk. But what if you don't want that? What if you want a nice design on a high quality bit of um, t-shirt that you're going to wear for a long time? Well, the cool thing about Printful is that they have the selection of the types of materials that you can use. I think they have it on some of the other websites there's rush order tees there's a few others but this is the one i'm the most i'm the biggest fan of because it saves if you make an account it saves your designs you can go in adjust them and you can print things on all kinds of stuff t-shirts dresses swimsuits if you are trying to be that kind of unique otaku with your own like little style like say you want to go to the beaches and you want to have like a unique like Ash Ketchum or like Misty from Pokemon bathing suit. If you have the design as a JPEG or as a PNG file, go to Printful, upload it, put it on there, and then you're basically paying for the cost of the material and a little bit for the printing and the ink if it's in color and stuff. That as an otaku is one of the coolest things that I feel like should be shared because Obviously, I'm designing my own stuff and I'm actually putting together a boutique. Um, I do photography as well, so I'm working with uh, some pretty cool models to kind of like get some interesting pictures on my Instagram at Uncle Hokage. But what if you want your own design? Like, it does mean more good for you guys to be able to get exactly what you want for than just to buy my stuff. 
I love it if you buy my stuff, but obviously I want you to uh, get the thing that you really want. Like what if you want that one scene from um, One Punch Man where um, I'm blanking. What if you want that one scene from One Punch Man where Saitama protects King from the giant crow monster? And you just want to screen capture as that as a t-shirt? Well, boom. Take a screen capture yourself. Save it to your uh, laptop or your computer. Upload it to printful.com. And then you get it printed. Now, all of a sudden, you have your own high-quality shirt designed uh, by you with material that you love. So that's my otaku tip number three. And I think that that's one of my best ones because you don't have to limit it to t-shirts. There are other things that you can get designed. You can design pillows and pillowcases. You can design coffee mugs. You can design placemats. You can design note cards. You can design all kinds of things or you can just get wall art of your favorite images and do something unique like that. Take the screen caps from your favorite manga and anime shows, blow them up, put them on your wall. How unique is that? No one has that. I'm saying that you have a lot more flexibility at your fingertips than you probably anticipated. So I say go to printful.com and look for other locations as well because you're probably going to be able to find other things that you can do with those particular designs. The internet kind of democratized everything so now you don't really have to wait on somebody to do the idea. You have the ideas. Put it to get, put it to good use, and you know, spend the twenty twenty dollars or fifteen dollars, which you were gonna spend on a design which you kind of liked on t-shirt material that you didn't really like anyway. Now, spend less, get exactly what you want. I'm wearing this Geno's tee. It's American uh, apparel material. It's high quality. The design is exactly what I want. Boom. So, that's tip number three. The design. Is yours. I mean, where do you think all those hentai t-shirts came from? Of all the agejo faces and all that stuff. Because somebody put it together, decided it was funny, and then they printed it up. And then someone else wanted one. And now it's a business. So, hey, that could be you too. So, that's tip number three. Tip cuatro. One of the things that a lot of people, I guess they don't realize, or maybe they just, it's never on their radar as an anime, manga, video game fan, really as an otaku, um, is that there are other things outside of just the standard, oh, I'm going to watch this show, I'm going to read this manga, I'm going to play this game. There are a few additional things that I feel like should be highlighted, and one of them is art books. Art books are a dying breed, at least when a term comes to attention. But since, as we always state on my show that we try to wake up in anime we want to live as we are all the time one of the best things to do is how everybody else is always getting those coffee table books getting those um, random books of photography so forth and so on get one or two anime art books just get them now those were those unique little bits of memorabilia where you're literally just looking at the artwork for shows and games that didn't really have a place inside the main content and what's kind of cool is sometimes they end up online where you can view them Naruto's art book is a good one because it shows all of those little in-between panels 
bits where it just kind of like puts the characters in different situations, uh, different scenes, different settings, things like that. That's kind of why they're cool. Um, in addition to that, okay, I can I can kind of hear people saying, "Well, what's the difference between this versus just going to DeviantArt, getting a bunch of uh, pictures of images of Naruto from?" Uh, people that have created some Naruto style artwork the difference is that this these art books come from the creators they're typically thick they're they're dense and you just can't help looking at them again and again and again and there's something about having one at home that brings people together so imagine my ideal community in my ideal community Say it's just my apartment, or my home, or my domicile somewhere, my tent, right? My tent with Wi-Fi and, and, and full plumbing. People would stop by, one person may be playing a JRPG at the TV, one person may be chilling on the couch reading manga, maybe they're watching anime in another room, whatever. But then you would have these art books around as well. And these art books are just, they're just great for just getting a little bit of that culture in addition to what you're what you're playing. And here's one of the thing, reasons that I like them. Capcom has some of the best art books I've ever seen. Uh, my cousin had a couple back when we were growing up and they were just these collections of artwork from different pieces of um, almost like internal doujinshi images you know how people will make those design images of the characters on the beach or the characters just at the store so forth and so on you know how there's all kinds of harry potter fan art where it shows like years and years and decades of the marauders and what they were up to when they were young that's basically what this is it's seeing bits of story that don't really exist come to life and they're real because they are made in the style and the design of the creators. That's kind of the, the, the beauty of them, is that they're almost canon without being canon. They give context to the characters. Like if you see a picture of Ken from, not Ken, of Ryu from Street Fighter, and he's carrying his backpack and he's wandering the streets, and then you see Sakura from Street Fighter, not from Naruto, sitting on a, a bench watching him kind of just walk the street and she has her face is blushing and she has like um hearts for eyes and stuff like that the context beneath that is the fact that something else is happening she's into ryu and you get that only from one still image and it adds context towards when you're playing that game that's what's cool about it and it's not just like, oh, you know, something that somebody made that's kind of cool where it's like, oh, that's a fun little thing. No, this is the things that the artists are creating behind the scenes. These are the bits of story and character and moments that don't quite fit into the main landscape of the show or the game. I love the one from Capcom. Capcom has the best, the best extra artwork and it's just maybe it's just because they just love artists and they just love um i guess the worlds they create they love putting those things together or maybe they just have a fantastic work environment but as i do my little collection and i'm imagining it in my head what i'm going to start putting together i'm going to get those art books for all of my favorite things because i want them anyway and there's something about having them, flipping through them, scanning through them, and just kind of keeping them noteworthy, notoriety, that's different. Because if I had an art book of Breath of Fire 4, of Breath of Fire 3, of Final Fantasy 12, of uh, Street Fighter Alpha, of Rival Schools, of One Piece, just the art book, something that doesn't have to exist other than to exist that type of thing man i tell you what there's just something that it brings to the table it's like 
it's like when the artists for the series don't have to abide by any series rules and they just kind of let loose. One of the best parts of manga, for those of you who read it pretty consistently, is the splash pages that will often introduce important chapters because they'll be in color. And what the artists will do a lot of the times is they will put the characters in scenes we've never seen them in before. They'll dress them in interesting clothing. They will have them interacting with animals, with people they would never interact with. And it just gives you a little bit more of a vibe of how their character acts in different situations if they do it right. And they typically do. A lot of times the characters will interact as they would in as their characters in normal or ordinary situations like if they were doing like a hunter hunter splash page and they put Gon, Kurapika, Leorio and Kilua and they're just in the grocery store Leorio would be running around yelling carrying a bunch of stuff in his hands with the thing with fruit spilling out oranges falling under the floor Kurapika would be would be covering his face embarrassed Kilua would be over in the corner watching them uh, uh, stack cakes with his uh, eyes and making a cat face and his eyes turning into cat eyes you know stuff like that and you know how they would react because the characters have already been established and these are things that have happened throughout the series so when it's applied to just these other unique situations it's like the story lives on in this like extra way and as an otaku, you should do yourself a favor and get one. And I mean the real art books that come from the companies themselves. I'm not saying don't get fan art and stuff. But for yourself, get the art from the creators who have artists working for them that those artists kind of want to make sometimes. Because they're unique, they're interesting, you never get tired of looking at them. Because they are visual pictures, you want to look at them multiple times again and again and again and that's kind of the beauty behind them is that they are almost everlasting they're moments within the series that aren't within the series i god every time i talk about this stuff i just want to go and do it and i feel like that's what i'm loving about this podcast so far is because it's reminding me of how much this is inside my 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 bones how much of this i've actually thought about i've lived i've enjoyed and i just love sharing it with you guys i mean it makes my day that i can just take a moment as somebody who's basically your otaku uncle who's been there who's gone through who's gone through the trenches who wished that he had conventions to go to all the time when he was young i just feel like this is the best time ever i feel like take advantage of as much of this stuff as possible and you can probably find these art books for cheap look on amazon and get you some at super discounted prices because they're going to be discounted if you go to barnes and nobles they're going to be expensive even half price may be expensive but just see what exists make sure it's from the company look for the company logo like the capcom logo the viz media logo the shonen jump logo look for stuff like that and add one or two of those to your collection because you'll you may be surprised by how cool that artwork is and we like to share stuff on reddit and on discord and on other platforms as well twitter instagram but there's something about having it in your hands that really makes you feel like a real otaku and yes i'm an otaku uh so that's tip number four stay tuned I'm going to give you guys, I think, one more random otaku tip, which I feel like is going to just add to your, you know, anime life and livelihood. And I'm hoping that this is helpful. Uh, but I feel like for me, these are things that I would appreciate knowing. And uh, hopefully I can elaborate on maybe on one more thing. We'll say one more thing uh, for this particular topic just because there's so much we could talk about and if this is useful maybe i'll do another one because there's so many little pieces uh within the otaku culture that hey anyway uh stay tuned for tip number five 
tip, five high. I'm your uncle, Hokage, your otaku uncle, your anime OG. Right now I'm sitting in a building waiting on my ride. And there's a lot of, uh, I guess, noise around me. There's a lot of life, a lot of activity. People kind of walking, going about their day. I just want to give a quick shout out to Anchor because I think this is the coolest app ever for podcasting. Back in the day, I used to have my quick, cheap setup. I used to upload my podcast through Podbean. I used to pay $30 a month, get it updated for the bandwidth. And now there's an app where I can do that for free from my phone. It is kind of insane. When Anchor first started, you could do it in bite-sized segments. I I don't think it was quite there yet. Now I can do it more long form if I choose, but you can still segmentize things. Brilliant app. But uh, after that quick shout out, um, let's see if we can go down the list real quick before we get to number five, if I can remember. Uh, Number one, was go to shoot hold on number one was um uh, i knew it was gonna happen i can't remember number two is go to japan number three is um oh that's what it was number one is get your history from manga Number two is go to Japan, go right now, plan it out, just do it. You don't have the money, you never will, but you gotta go. And it's worth it. It's worth it, it's worth it. Even if you don't have extra spending money like Kanye, go. I'm gonna say that again, go. If you're a student, do a, um, look for exchange student, look for um, study abroad, all that stuff. Your school will find a way, the other programs online will find a way. I can't say this enough, go. Um, number three is the one I'm blanking on now. I don't know. Number four is about the art books. And number five, I want to talk a little bit about anime food just because now it's trending a little bit, but it used to be very difficult to find real authentic Japanese style food that was, um, actually of good quality and not just a knockoff. Uh, I used to just get Paki. And I would get strawberry pocky because I like that better than chocolate. And I would sit and I would watch Onagai teacher, Onagai sensei, as she would sit and eat her pocky on the carpet while I would sit on my bed and uh, I would eat my pocky and it was just great times. I loved that series actually quite a lot. It really touched me in the heart, which I was not expecting. Um, not even just the main character, but some of the other characters. There were some really touching moments. In addition to that, we would always try and figure out how to make Japanese food ourselves, and it was always a disaster. My cousin tried to make okonomiyaki herself because in Rama one half, Ukyo Kwanji was an okonomiyaki chef and she sold it on the street and she made it look really fun and it was like a japanese style pancake thing but it was savory um so you'd put stuff on top of it or inside it like meats and veggies and things like that and then she would always draw on top with soy sauce and make little designs cool when she tried to do it failure because you have to have the right griddle you gotta have the right batter it has to be the right type of ingredients there's a reason why they can make rice balls in japan with their rice and we can't make them with our rice so that's why i wanted to kind of talk about just putting the food together which a lot of people may not know if you're doing if you want to have your anime themed party, your anime night at home where you're just like, you know what, I want to make my own sushi and I'm going to make my own homemade ramen and I'm going to make my own whatever. You have to have the right ingredients before you put it together. I didn't know this. I made plenty of rice and I tried to turn it into rice balls and it failed. They have different type of rice that comes from the Japanese area. 
They make sticky rice. It naturally sticks together. They have uh, rice wine, rice vinegar. It naturally goes together. You can get all the ingredients. You should, at least if you live in a city area. I don't know about rural communities, so I'm sorry, guys, if you're in a rural area. But if you're in a city area, this is for you. There are communities where they will sell a lot of the Asian style food. Um, we have them out here. H Mart is, I think, in the Korean area. And uh, they have a lot of Japanese stuff as well. But you can get all the ingredients. 99 cent uh, ranch is what is on the store. But it's actually, it's an Asian market. They have the actual authentic rice. They have the place where you can get dried seaweed. They have the correct soy sauce. They have the rice pots. They have everything that you're going to need. They have the mats for when you roll your sushi out, for when you make your rice ball. And then take that. That's where you should get your ingredients from because they're going to work. If you're a student, if you're a kid, if you're living at home and your parents uh, are like, yeah, I'll help you. Make sure they don't take you to Tom Thumb or Kroger. Have them take you to whatever local Asian market is. If you don't know where an Asian market is, Google.com is your friend. It will tell you. Look for Korean barbecues. Go to Google Maps. Zoom out and see if there's any markets around there. Look at the names of stores that way. There are a lot of ways where you can find some undiscovered places. If you're in the Dallas area like myself, there are two or three little areas of really good Asian markets where you can get the authentic stuff. So this one especially, if you're in Dallas, I'm going to use Dallas as an example because that's where I'm from. Richardson has a strip of Asian markets. Um, something like Beltline and Greenville, that area. There's a bunch of places like Bubble Tea, Specialty Ice Cream, um, mochi, um, bubble waffles, that type of stuff. Get that there. But in addition to that, there's the marketplace. So you have authentic Chinese restaurant, like a real Chinese restaurant with good rice, real food, real uh, Chinese food there. And then on top of that, you also have the markets where you can get stuff, plus some cool authentic little manga that you, don't, you didn't even expect. Then if you go by way of Carrollton, which is um, Old Denton Road, and George Bush Turnpike. There's Korean Mart. There is um, another 99 cent ranch, which is another Asian Mart, but then there's all kinds of stuff. There's an 85 degree bakery, which I think is a chain, where it's Asian baked goods. So if you're missing Japan, if you've been and came back, and you miss the light, delicate pastries that don't make you feel heavy and don't make you feel kind of sick when you're trying to eat them, that's where you go. Go to um, Carrollton area, Old Denton, and um, George Bush Turnpike. Yes, I'm getting super specific. Uh, I'll say one more place. And in Plano, Legacy and 75, right across the street from the Cinemark uh, Legacy Theater, there's another Asian market there. That's a good grocer where if you want to really get like fish to cook, like fresh produce, uh, not, not fresh produce, fresh seafood, that's where I would go. So that's for people in the Dallas area like me. I live in Dallas. I'm a Texanite. I'm a Southerner. We love this heat. It's like almost 100 every day in the summer. We love it. But a lot of us are otaku, and that's where we go. So look in Google and say your city, Asian market. Start there. Because if you want to actually get the vibe, there's nothing like bringing the real ingredients, throwing on an episode of honey and clover, making sticky rice, having your Asian dessert ready to go. So when you make your own rice balls and you make your own, uh, your own food, and then you have your dessert afterwards and you have your bottles of hot and cold sake, don't get it at Whole Foods. Love Whole Foods. Don't get it there. Go to an authentic place. In one of the Asian markets in Dallas, which I actually haven't told about because it's my favorite, so I'm going to keep that a little bit on the DL, um, they have a liquor store, an Asian-run liquor store next to an Asian, um, uh, what do you call it, Barbe kind of barbecue, but more just like a cookery. 
that place is beautiful. And if you want that, they have some authentic wines that come from like uh, China. Um, I'm just saying, know where to go. Get help from friends, uh, families, if your parents won't take you. Ride your bike to these places if you're super young. Uh, I really want to do something for the anime OGs, like maybe an episode about we need to start sharing the classics with the kids because we're creating a divide and we're, we're, we're speaking ourselves out of the community because we assume that we have to distance ourselves because now we're responsible. And I feel like that's further from the truth. We need to have this community the same way that the classic sports fans and the new sports fans can sit and argue about LeBron versus Jordan versus Curry, three generations, right? We should be arguing about uh, One Punch Man versus Goku versus Fist of the North Star. That's what we need to be talking about. We need to be having those conversations and we need to be inclusive of different perspectives and personalities. But that's for a talk for another day. That's my tip number five and that's actually one of my favorites because I'm, I'm on this um, no carb diet right now uh, for 22 days and it is kicking my butt and it is really tough. I haven't had any real sugar or real bread in a long time. I've always been kind of someone who worked out a lo- a, quite a bit. Not like extreme, just to stay fit, you know? But this is really, really starting to weigh. So when I think about what I want to eat when I come off of this, I want rice. I want those Chinese buns that they grill right on the griddle. That's what I want to eat. I want sushi. I want rice balls. And I want all of the Asian snacks and desserts I can get from 85 degrees. So, love you guys. I hope you're waking up in anime. I hope you're going to sleep in anime. Uh, Find me on other channels. I just turned on Discord. Say hi to me on there, Uncle Hokage. I'm on Instagram every day at Uncle Hokage. I am on Snapchat now at Uncle Hokage TV. I'm on YouTube at Uncle Hokage. I am on most channels, Reddit as Uncle Hokage. Uh, I'm trying to get everywhere so that I can talk to and reach everyone because life is just too much fun and there's just so many different ways to, um, there's so many different ways to engage with it. So I'm your older otaku uncle. I'm always gonna be there for you guys. Come say hi to me if you happen to come to Anime Fest uh, next week, next weekend. I'm gonna be there Friday night, all day Saturday, um, probably Sunday too. Uh, We're going to be filming, we're going to be walking around, I'm going to be making a fool of myself, and we're going to just have us a great time, and enjoy the panels, and uh, hopefully me and my buddies will uh, be hanging out, so literally come say hi to me if you see me, or wave to me at a distance, Um, use your Snapchat, look for Uncle Hokage and Uncle Hokage TV, you'll probably see me around, and um, tonight... And other nights uh, on Twitch as Uncle Hokage. I'm gonna. I started playing Celestial North, whatever it's called. There's a, a JRPG that's uh, went on sale for about a dollar fifty, so I bought it last night. It's a uh, independent. It's pretty dang cool. I love the vibe. I love the feeling. So I'm gonna be playing through that with you guys. Come hang out. Uh, I'll try to do that as many nights as I can. And. Uh, that's the anime podcast for today so you know i will talk to you guys about another topic later but like share subscribe and love peace and hair grease